wiped her forehead with her very own hanky, the one Miriam had ironed the day before. The doctor came. Master went back to his study. I was born. It was 1930. Mama named me Ada, after Madam's younger sister across the sea in a place called Ireland. I think that being born in Craddock House has made me grateful all my life. It makes me feel I am part of it in a way that my mother Miriam never was. The narrow stairs and the brass doorknobs know my hands and feet. The bony thorn tree and the apricot bush hold me inside them, carrying me in their sap from year to year. And I own a tiny bit of them in return. So when Craddock House was taken away from me, I could not understand my life after that. Craddock lies in the Karoo, the great semi-desert of South Africa that you find whenever you go far enough inland from the green mountains that edge the coast in a steep frill. The Karoo is the hard place you have to cross before you reach Johannesburg where you can dig gold out of the ground and become rich. None of this I knew, of course. My whole world was just a square, two-story house of cream stone with a red tin roof in a small town surrounded by rocky kopis, brown dust, and a lack of rain. The only water I knew about lay in the Krutfis, the Great Fish River and sometimes stared itself to flow along a furrow outside the house, from where it could be led into the garden for the plants to drink. On the edge of town where the sky met the earth, tough karoo bush, hardly ever taller than the height of a child, clung to the dry soil. Above the bush poked the withered trunks of aloes, topped by orange flower spikes that stood out like flames against the scrub. There were some trees, like blue gums or frothy mimosas. But only in front gardens or down on the banks of the crude fish, where their roots could burrow for water. On those few times when it did rain, the hammering on the tin roof was so loud it sent Miss Rosemary and young Master Phil into fits of screaming. My mother and I, in the kaya at the bottom of the garden, also had a tin roof, but ours was grey and overhung by the thorn tree. It damped the hammering into a hiss. I didn't scream at the rain. I stood at the kaya door, listening to it and looking out over the veldt beyond the fence. When my mother wasn't watching, I would put one bare foot out into the tiny rivers that crept over the hard ground and watch the water pool and sink reluctantly into the ground around my toes. Craddock House sat on Dundas Street, just up from the Groot Vis and just below Market Square. Dundas became Bree Street about halfway along its length. I don't know why one street needed two names. Mama said perhaps it was a matter of honoring ancestors equally, but that was the way it was.
Once the street with two names crossed over Regent Street, it ran out of steam, fell into a township, and disappeared. Craddock House had a wooden stoop with shell chairs to sit on that went almost the whole way round the house, like a circle. It stopped at the kitchen and then picked up again after the laundry, which was just as well, said my mother. Otherwise, we'd want to sit there all day when we should be washing or cooking or ironing. But although I longed to sit in one of those chairs, I was forbidden by my mother to do so. They were for the family, she said. But I am also part of the family, I would say hopefully in return, stroking the grainy wood. Shoe child. Mama would mutter and tell me to get on with the polishing. Mama and I mostly talked in English, unless she was really angry with me or sick.